Hey guys, welcome to the Change Up Podcast. Josh and Chad here. This is where we talk about culturally relevant topics, but we look at them through an honest gospel worldview. Let's get it. All right, what's up, guys? We got Chad and Mike in the studio. Mike Linstead, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah, excited bro. about this one here. Yeah, we got a crazy topic for you guys, but let me... Get your tin full hats out, Before boys. you press next, just, <laughs> just listen up for one, one minute. I'm going to try to build the need for this topic right now. So, first and foremost, the topic is UFOs, aliens, and demons. The, the spiritual realm and the extraterrestrial realm realm or the possibility thereof yeah why are we talking about this well in on june 1st it is going to come out the pentagon's report on everything they know about ufos and uh the rumors um have it that th- it will be a lot of um crafts that are not of this world essentially mm. like they're confirming footages as as authentic and they're confirming sightings as authentic and so this doesn't mean we have little green men up in space that we don't know about, but they're gonna they're basically going to confirm that we do have things happening that we have no clue how they are happening or, or what they are. Um, so why is this topic relevant? Because just a recap, what is the Change Up podcast? Well, we are about culturally relevant topics, but we mm-hmm. want to look at them through a biblical worldview. So this topic could undermine a lot of people's faith. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't really matter where you're at on the spectrum. You know, on one side, you may be rational, logical, and you would just attempt to disprove any of these sightings or things, even like, oh, the government's just lying about it. That doesn't change the fact that you will come across people while you're out there, you know, bearing witness to Christ, people with the objection of, well, what about the aliens, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is going to help you answer those questions. Yeah. On the other side of the spectrum, you got guys that this would really damage their faith if they learn that there were there was beings out there possibly mm. and it's being confirmed by our government this is gonna just turn their whole world upside down so today i believe we're gonna just bring in some really solid biblical answers that that is not a threat to our faith no matter right. what the possibility so also if you're uninterested we're gonna explore some of the possibilities that's going to just you know tickle your ears a little bit <laughs> yeah it's gonna be well, fun like just thinking like what could it be because we're not afraid of the outcome and, so. if, and if you're um someone who's strong in your faith like this is not going to rock your faith realize you are going to have to have these conversations in the future with if you're sharing exactly. your faith if you're talking to lost people this is going to come up so hopefully we can be helpful in how to have that discussion today. right yeah. it may not hurt your faith but it could be an objection you face while mm-hmm. sharing the gospel right. so be ready yeah you know what's so cool about about the bible is that it's not intimidated by anything yeah. out there and actually along these lines that we're right. going to be discussing today it's quite well equipped mm-hmm. um it's actually our culture in today's time that is missing a large part of what the people of the the old testament had it as a part of their worldview. And so I can't wait to jump into this topic. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. We'll start us off, Chad, with the text that we're going to kind of be rooted in. Mm -hmm. And as we go off, we're going to come back to this text. Well, the text that came to mind um, really came from one of the questions from our listeners that, you know, um, his name's Arden uh, Hill, if many of you know him. If you don't... He didn't want to be on the podcast because he's like, no, I'm not going to be the UFO guy. Like, <laughs> so, so now we're so making it... He, there's, so there's now we're more, making him the UFO right. guy. <laughs> well, Mike's already known for a lot of other things. Arden's like... I got more to me than just UFOs. I don't want people <laughs> right. thinking like I'm the crazy UFO guy. So, but uh, in discipleship, one day, one of the things that he said to me, I was like, "That makes a really that's that's a really good point." He said, "The one thing that I wrestled with was what if an alien showed up and started claiming to be the one that created all of us? Would my faith withstand it?" And I'm like, "Man, that's a really good question." And um, so. Which Paul, in the past, that has been their yeah. message from people that have right. been abdu- abducted. Their message is typically contrary to Christ. We're just an alien form, a farm that a long time ago, a bunch of aliens like started us and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, That's Gnosticism too. Right. So Paul addresses this in Galatians chapter one. He's speaking primarily to this sect of uh, Jewish Christians that are preaching this different gospel, but he 
Paul talks about the spiritual realm a lot, and here's what he says in verse 6 of chapter 1 of Galatians. He says, I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one that we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. So Paul even warns that, listen, even if a spiritual being, we'll just say that, you know, the government might call them aliens, but it comes down and starts claiming that, that they're the ones who created all things. Realize that, and we're going to talk about today, that there's a spiritual battle happening. The Bible talks about it a lot. There's this war between two kingdoms, kingdom of God, the kingdom of darkness. There are, there's a spiritual realm, there are spiritual beings, there are angels, there are demons, there's all these things happening. And the thing that Satan would love to do, and the Bible talks about it, and Revelation even shows, how there's a great deception that will come about. And so don't be fooled that this may not be the way that Satan would go about it, bringing a spiritual being that seems to have all the answers and powerful, telling you a different gospel, but that it shouldn't uh, take us away from the truth of the gospel of Christ and his resurrection and, and what the Bible tells us. Yeah, and to back up, Paul, in 2 Corinthians 12, he talks about a revelation he received. Like, Paul mm-hmm. is not like us. He was an apostle. He yeah. saw Christ, but also he had some crazy revelations. He knows more than he's even letting on. It says in 2 Corinthians 12, um, uh, where is it? Verse 2, I know a man in Christ, he's talking about himself, he's just being humble, who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether right. in body or out of body, I don't know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise, mm-hmm. whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Anyways, he goes on to just basically say, I saw things like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not even telling you guys. And it just, it confirms, you know, mm-hmm. he talks a lot about spiritual realm. Yeah. And um, so he's got some insight. Yeah, we this see this stuff. all over scripture. We see this from John who writes Revelation, the vision that he saw of Revelation and all these creatures. We see it throughout the Old Testament. In early Genesis, of we see the sons of God coming down and having children with women, and there being these heroes of the day. There's all these things throughout Scripture, as Mike said. Scripture is very well equipped to handle this idea yeah. of things outside of this world being a real thing. Yeah. yeah, I think what's so cool about that about that fact is a it, it assumes all those things to already be true. And what's interesting about our culture, probably in the last well, I don't know 100, 120 years or so, this idea that um, there is no afterlife. Mm-hmm. There is no spiritual realm. Right. It's fairly new as far as it being adopted mainstream, yeah. right? And they're, they're really yeah, being... Yeah, it's out of Darwinism. Yeah, that's that's part of it, you know, also with the philosophical movement around the same time, you know, yeah. with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Frederick Nietzsche and, and all, right, and all right. of these different types of philosophers. We saw this rationalism, mm-hmm. this cold humanistic rationalism right. coincide with survival of the fittest, yeah. right? Yeah. And so this idea, this godless idea is fairly new. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, that's kind of what I was uh, referring to when, when I came in mm-hmm. and said, you know, ancients had a very different worldview. And um, I think we've lost a lot in that. And so when we start to discuss things like aliens, right. we're looking at that possibility through those rationalistic worldviews. Right. You know what I mean? And so we go, well, oh, I mean, where did that come from? And then we're just kind of thrown for a loop. But it's like, no, look, Josh just read. Yeah. Like Paul, you know, some people would say that's an abduction experience, mm-hmm. right? It's like, no, no, it's not. Actually, there's a very easy way to explain that. Now, I'm not saying I didn't just make a blanket statement. Yeah, yeah. But what I am saying is, is that I think our culture, most people, especially who aren't deeply in, mm-hmm. invested in the, their reading of the word, yeah, they get a little bit shaken about these things. And no. so um, I just want to say before we really dive in, it's yeah, just yeah. like, don't be shaken. Right. Yeah. Everything that we're reading to you guys it should be able to ground us in, in the scripture. I think, uh, I think what you just said, Mike, is so true, makes so much sense that that the way the deceiver, Satan, would want to work is to almost make the spiritual realm laughable to us through rationalism yeah. so that we so that we are not um, open to those ideas. And now, now science has begun to claim these ideas of mm-hmm. dimensions and other things as like this new discovery. It's not. 
which is not. like it's safely put to the to the right. layman. They can like okay, right. science is telling me this, so I'm not afraid. If you yeah. start talking about aliens, I'm gonna get afraid. Well, and and I see this in psychology all the time. There was a time in scripture where we see demon possession. We see all these kind of things. Yeah. And now we call those things antisocial disorders. We call illness. those things mental illnesses, and we've rationalized it down right. to this stuff. And we've taken away the possibility of spirituality. And you know yeah. that the cure for it mm. is a is a biological cure. It's taking a pill, change the physical chemistry of your brain. Well, how about feeding your soul, feeding your spirit? Right. Your soul's dead, your spirit's dead. And we we know from scripture, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not indwelt by the Holy Spirit, you're open to being indwelt by something else. Exactly. And we see this. And and I've even had experiences with that in my in my pre-Christian life. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's probably a topic for another podcast, but I only bring that up because the spiritual realm. I have literally experienced evil in a very interesting and very scary way. Sure. In many times in my life growing up. And so, you know, when I read these things in the Bible, first of all, it's the word of God, mm -hmm. right? I can't just discredit it as some sort of story. It stood the test of time. It would hold up in a court of law. There's eyewitness testimony of the things being described. But then I just... I'm just trying to not not ramble on here. I look yeah. at the Old Testament Jews, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And they got their theology from pure experience with an absolutely powerful divine being. Mm -hmm. Now, the way they interpreted those experiences is really interesting because if you if you start to read about near uh, ancient Near Eastern religions, mm -hmm. you see a lot of similarities in Babylonian religions, Chaldean religions, Ugaritic religions, which is ancient Syria. And they're drawing from those experiences in a way to explain, because we can only process things through through means in which we can understand, right? Mm -hmm. Example, Ezekiel, when he has a vision of God's glory, he says he sees things like this, like that, right? He doesn't right. even know how to describe what he's seeing. And why right. I bring that up is if we don't have as a culture, as a society, a spiritual framework mm -hmm. with which to interpret these sorts of things that the Pentagon is about to reveal, like we're just going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So again, mm -hmm. I just keep harping on that same point is like, yeah. we have to, to study the scriptures yeah. and, and be open to the fact that maybe science is ill-equipped to handle <laughs> an extremely portion of life or extremely important portion of life sure. in the spiritual realm, yeah. right? I, I agree. Well, uh, Mike, tell us, because like, to be honest, this is a topic that doesn't necessarily interest me. And I think it's because I've never had a weird encounter. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything mm -hmm. supernatural. Other than yeah. you know the things that are right in front of our face that are actually miraculous, but we just discount them because we see them all the time. So, like, talk to us. Like, what are some of the things that that excite you about this topic that make you curious about it? Just some of the more like you know surface level stuff that you think people can relate to and and would agree with. Well, first of all, I think it's great because it, it opens up the door to having conversations with people about yeah. the gospel, right? right? I mean, it really does, right? So, I mean, I'm, I love. I love the Lord. I love I love the gospel, and I'm all about the glory of God. So, if we have, let's say, little green men running around, just to use that sort of generic <laughs> right. term, right? LGMs. Because right now, that what the government <laughs> is saying is we have unidentified aerial phenomenon, right? right. Yeah, they changed UFO to AEP. UAP. Yes. Right. So, okay, so that's a completely different like view in my mind of what they could, what could be, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So, anyways, it I'm excited to answer your question. It opens up the door to have spiritual conversations. Yeah. It's also drawn me deeper into studying the scriptures and the and the, and the and especially the Old Testament because there seems to be mm -hmm. a lot of things that occur in the Old Testament that don't seem to occur in the New Testament, right? Like these experiences with like divine beings, right? Mm -hmm. Eden, for example, was it was a perfect example of this god made his temple on earth right in eden eve in chapter three is talking to a spiritual being mm -hmm. now the english interpretation is serpent but it wasn't a standing snake it wasn't a standing snake like if you look at the hebrew word it's right. nakash right it, it doesn't describe a standing snake that's just the he that's the english interpretation she's not tripping on this reality she's like oh well this is what god told us to do right, right so right. we see this interaction with the divine in a very very like pronounced way mm -hmm. you've got the divine and you've got the physical whereas in the new testament are, are people experiencing jesus christ who is divine absolutely but he's veiled in human flesh that's, mm. that's kind of what i mean by that yeah mm -hmm. So it's it's drawn me deeper into the Old Testament, and I've learned a bunch, as you guys know. We've all been right. talking about different books we've been reading uh, concerning the topic of the ancient Near Eastern worldview of the Israelites back then. And um, 
I've just been learning so much. It's been so it's been so great to sure. you know this this whole UFO thing that's coming out has really drawn me personally to the scriptures, and it's allowed me to kind of answer some some questions that people have had of like, well, what do you think about aliens? And mm-hmm. again, I, I just tell them it's like, man, the Bible is super equipped to handle all of this. Right. <laughs> In fact, it's been handling all of this. We just haven't seen it. You right. Know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. All right. What does everyone think they are though? Like, let's go around the room. Yeah. I would say, um, because of like what Mike said, and and I and I want to commend that for for the, for the Christians listening, this should draw you closer to your study of your scriptures. You shouldn't be running outside of the scriptures to try to figure this out. It should draw you closer to study your scriptures. Don't go watch ancient aliens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Don't go looking because uh, they're, they're there. and they're taking a lot of things out of context oh in that goodness. show. By the way, yeah. so it's not biblical. Just want to throw that out. They there. have a whole they have a whole description <laughs> of the Book of Ezekiel through a different lens. It's, yeah, it's, it's not. It's I watched not right. it. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah, it's not right. No. So it should draw you to closer study theology of, of this of the Bible. But because we understand biblical theology to to tell us that. All this starts in Eden, and then there's this war between two kingdoms that mm-hmm. gets started because of the fall of man, because mm-hmm. of what Satan does, mm-hmm. who's a spiritual being at that time. Like you said, he's not just a s- snake. He's um, the, I forget the guy's name for Unseen Realm, but he made a good Michael point. Heiser. Heiser, yeah. When he talked about um, what that word would actually mean, he probably was one of the seraphim, the seraphim that, creatures, yeah. that, um, that protected the throne. Yes. And so it's it makes sense of why she would trust him a lot yes. when he's talking to her. Yeah, um, it wasn't unusual. Is the, right, is the point? Right, you know? right. But anyway, we see this battle begin in Genesis three, and Genesis three fifteen is the the God's sovereign battle cry and answer to the who's going to win between the two kingdoms. Yes, which is the Son of Man will crush the head of the serpent. Speaking of the seraphim, the spiritual realm, the the demons, the, mm-hmm. and we see this this whole storyline throughout all of Scripture being the battle between the um, the fallen sons of God and spiritual beings and demons and Satan mm-hmm. with those who are in Christ with God who are part of the kingdom of God and Christ is our leader, ruler, and reign, yeah. and we see it play out in Revelation. So to me. Makes complete sense that whatever is is a part of that spiritual realm. Yeah. Okay. So like spaceships, because that's basically what we're going to see is spaceships. Could be physical spaceships. Right. So so like. So you think demons are flying around in spaceships? Sure. Okay. Why couldn't they? I'm not questioning that. I'm just. I want to get you on record here. Yeah. I want to see who's right at the end. Hey, let me read from (laughs) scripture here. Listen to this. Okay. This is uh, my Bible. Okay. This is a John MacArthur. I was going to say, did you write a book? This is, uh, well, Paul calls it his gospel. You That's right. right. Hey, just because you're spirit-filled doesn't mean you can go write scripture, bro. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> MacArthur Study Bible ESV. All right. So clarify. chapter nine, okay, because right. your question was, well, you think demons are flying around in spaceships? Well, listen to the, just, That's, I, yeah. okay, just disclaimer, there's been age-old debates on how mm-hmm. to interpret Revelation, right? right? Well, let's just take the literal interpretation, just for conversation's sake, right? right, right. Chapter nine, verse seven of the book of Revelation. In appearance, the locusts were like horse, pre- horses prepared for battle. On their heads were what looked like golden crowns. Their faces were like human faces. Their hair like women's hair. Their teeth like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the noise of their wings was like the noise of many chariots. With ho- You guys want me to keep going? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> my, my point is this. This is in the end of the world as we know it, yeah. when God uncreates everything and then recreates the new heaven and the new earth, things get really crazy, yeah. right? And you can, like I said, there's been literally thousands of years of mm. argument on the interpretation of the book of Revelation. Things get different. We, right. we start to see again, just like in the first garden, right? The first Eden, mm-hmm. we start to see this overflow, if you will, of the divine realm into the physical realm. Now, I want to bring this up for conversation's sake. I don't yeah, know yeah. how many of the listeners are um, familiar with CERN, Okay. Do y'all know what CERN is? Mm-mm. CERN yeah. is a sounds like an X Men thing. CERN yeah. is a listen to this. CERN <laughs> is a massive particle accelerator built on the border of France and Sweden. Oh, is it, that the God particle? Yes. Yeah. It is huge. Okay, right, and, yeah. and it's a transnational governmental project. And what they're trying to do there, this is happening right now. Yeah, C E R N. Go look it up. It's been going on for a while. What they're trying to do there is smash particles into one another to recreate the first moment of time. 
and they want to take a picture of it to see how the beginning was. Yeah. Now, I don't pretend to understand all these physics <laughs> things, but this is going on. So now- you read up, bro. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> now we're seeing all kinds Amateur of crazy- now we're, now we're starting to see all kinds of crazy, like, quote unquote, interdimensional interactions between yeah. the spiritual realm and, and here. Yeah. Well, it doesn't surprise me, dude. I mean, first of all, if you mm. go look at the book of Acts, I think it's chapter eight or nine, mm -hmm. where Philip just gets transported by the Spirit yeah. of God. We talked yeah. about that last week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that happened. Well, what are the physical right. dynamics behind that? How did that occur, right. right? I mean, we just go, oh, it's a miracle. But no, something had to happen because physical matter right. went from one point to another like that. Yeah. Right. How did that happen? Which exactly. in science is beginning to understand this like construct of time that we have is yes. like just mm -hmm. not actual. Like we think of it as linear, but it's all happening at the same time. You know, well, it's not, if, yeah. to a God that is eternal, he's outside of the construct yes. of time. Then it is all happening at sure. the same time. That's why he's omniscient. And, and you make it. a good point. Like you talk about the New Testament. I mean, Old Testament has a lot of crazy stuff, but just read the book of Acts, read the end of the gospels. I mean, Jesus did a ton of miracles. Right. Then he raises from the dead and then ascends on a cloud into heaven like he yeah. like was prophesied. Yeah. Then you see the apostles where it even talks about in chapter 5 where they're laying, Peter has the power of Christ so much that people are just trying to get in the shadow. Yeah. There's multiple, you know, yeah. then people's getting transported. Stephen, as he's getting stoned, sees the heavens open up, sees, sees Jesus at the right, right hand of God before he dies. Paul sees Christ and, and light blinds him. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got... Let me Plenty you, of things to talk about. So, so let me let me just name drop <laughs> Nehemiah Project real quick because this this ties into what we're talking about. So, you know, at like the Nehemiah it. Project, like we it. deal with at the Nehemiah. <laughs> we are Project, in your studio, so <laughs> feel free. I just please. want to drop it. But so, the reason why I bring it up, okay, is you know, we deal with people who are, who are coming off of drugs, right? Yeah. So I've obviously been through that. I knew a lot of people that were seriously addicted to methamphetamine mm -hmm. who told me when they would stay up for about six, seven days, they would start to see the shadow people. This is a common thing amongst people that abuse methamphetamine. I wasn't one of those people, but I mm -hmm. knew lots of them, and I still know some who have recovered, and you know, God's changed their life. But you talk to anyone that's abused meth, they will tell you about the shadow people. Really? What is that, right? So the reason why I brought that up and is- And these are like different like are, stories from all over the place, like same I've met people, people who don't even know each other talk about the shadow people. Yeah, they, yeah. Say, they start staying up for a little too long. Mm -hmm. They start to see things. Obviously, like they're deranged, so we can kind of write it off that way. But why, why are all these people having similar right. experiences? It's one thing to have- a delusion. It's another thing to have everyone having the same delusion. Yes, and they're terrifying, by the yeah. way. The shadow people are not... It makes people want to go to bed. It's, right. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's time to go sleep. Yeah, oh no. It's very, very scary, I've heard. Which then right. would, would... You know, we'd say that's probably demonic. Like, it is demonic. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. That's what we... <laughs> All right, well, Mike, what do you think? Like, the Tic Tac. You know the Tic Tac story? Tell me that. Well, it was actually... This CIA... Or no, this uh, Navy Air Force pilot... Or Navy Air Force... Navy fighter pilot... It was 16 years ago that she saw this, but it was her and her crew. They were doing a training exercise off of Coast California, and they were redirected to a real mission to identify a, a UFO. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, here's your vector. Go check this out. She was on Anderson Cooper yesterday mm -hmm. to like finally talk about this. Okay. And basically, they, they saw this thing. It, was a, it looked like a Tic Tac, but it was larger, and it was moving in a way that completely defies the laws of physics. Yeah. Like this thing was right. going from 80,000 feet above sea level to the sea in instantaneously. Transportation. Yeah, just like moving like super fast. They couldn't track and it was just, then yeah. it was gone. And so she explains it, you know, she's a pilot and she's like, I know y'all think I'm crazy, but I'm just saying like, we, this is what we saw. We have no clue what it is. We're not qualified to speak on what it is. Yeah. But we debriefed. We drew pictures like the day of. And yeah, it's been 16 years. Mm -hmm. So she was smart about it. She's like, I'm not trying to, because I know the memory will fail me. But anyways, they have footage of it. And they're yeah. releasing that footage. You know, you can go see it now. So mm -hmm. what do you think yeah. the Tic Tac is, Mike? Well, so let me just kind of answer that and, and kind of answer. I'll put forth my view mm -hmm. of what these, uh, what are they called? Unidentified, UAPs? Uh, yeah, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, I'll put forth my view and also answer your question about whether I think aliens as little green people exist. Right. Um, and then I'll kind of give you like my view. So to answer the first question is I think that it's highly possible and you would have insight into this because you had top secret clearance in the United States government. It's highly possible that the government's not telling us all the, everything that they really know. Right. It's highly possible that there's cover stories and there's um, smoke screens put up, right? To take people's attention off of other things, yeah. right? So 
that's always just something to consider, okay? That's just kind of the first thing I'll say. Yeah, I'll remind me to speak to that after you're done. Yeah, so, um, and it's also extremely possible that uh, hostile governments towards the United States government, China, Russia, uh, Iran, example, you know, et cetera, right. um, are investing heavily, since they have the ability to print their own currency as well, in uh, next-level technology, right? Uh, you just got to think about this iPhone I've got in my hand here, how powerful this thing is, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, this is a little bit of speculation, right? But I would be willing to bet that there's a lot of things that governments around the world, including our own, are investing their printed money into um, as far as military weapons, advanced military weapons are concerned. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole rabbit hole you can go down. For sure. So... Um, as far as um, the, the the actual crafts, right, are, that are concerned, like the Tic Tac and uh, some of these other ones that are coming out, yeah, um, that's kind of what I think that they are. Um, <clears throat> just because someone can't explain that, or um, what we've been taught in our you know school systems doesn't have an answer for that. You know, the physics classes don't have answers for that. Yeah, you know that that just means that <clears throat> whatever it is 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 not mainstream knowledge, right? right. And so that's how I, <clears throat> how it's how I comprehend that. Now, do little green men, quote unquote, you know, exist and are they running around? <clears throat> well, the, the most common argument I hear is the universe is so big, how could they not, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, that argument is, it, it can only end in speculation, right? How could they not? Well, show me them, right? Right. So the opposite of that argument is equally as true, that the environment here on, that we have here on earth and the mathematical precision that you need in terms of the tilt of the earth the distance yeah. from the sun all the other bodies of mass the fine-tuning argument yeah the same thing goes for that you, you have to have such precision fine-tuning to create recreate life as we define it here on earth in other parts of this large galaxy so the law of large numbers works in both directions is my well point. and those people come from the worldview of we came about by chance so surely by chance, someone else came about. And again, but you, we didn't come about by chance. We came about through a creator. Yeah, so then the yes. question becomes, did the creator choose to create something else? Right. And if right. he did, um, in his di perfect divine wisdom, he decided not to share that with us. Right. So, um, so to answer your question, do I think that there's life forms um, that are comparable mm -hmm. uh, either to our intelligence levels or higher? No, I do not. Um, I, I just don't think that that's, that's the reality. Um, and I've already answered what I think the spacecrafts are. I think it's just undercover, I'll just use that term, undercover investment by military, uh, government, joint venture partnerships to create the next uh, weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I really think it is. What's um, odd about but, them is like back in the 50s, the pictures they took, they like looked like 50 spacecraft and now they look like exactly. super... Like, exactly. It's like, how did they develop over 50 years? They're... Thousands of years beyond us, technology-wise, right. but yet they went from like this dinky right. like disc to now they're like a cool little tic tac. You so know, let, like, let me finish yeah. off just one more word on that, on that, and then I'll and then I'll relinquish the microphone. So, okay, I'll go back to Acts. Right when uh, Philip gets transported from uh, the South yeah. Road going down to Gaza to Azatos. <clears throat> okay, the Bible's been written for thousands of years, right? So people mm -hmm. have read that and gone, "How does that work physically?" Right? Because mm -hmm. it had to have, right? Uh, chalking it up to a miracle is only good for certain people. It only satisfies certain minds. Other minds will go, no, there has to be a way we can do that, right? Yeah. Uh, Non-believers as well as believers, right? So that's where I think, uh, that's kind of the basis for my argument as far as the crafts are concerned. Because, you know, one of the things I've heard about not only the Tic Tac craft, right, but some of the other crafts is they, all, they move in ways that just don't make sense, right? Right. Mm. Well, one could argue that Philip, when he was transported from one from you know point A to point B, moved in a way that didn't make physical sense, right? Yeah. But yet he physically did it. Is my point. Mm -hmm. There has to be a way to bend time and do that, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I and for God, that'd be no problem. Well, of course, God would be no problem. But if it's possible out there, if it's if it's unless it's only reserved for miracles, right? Which it may be. I'm just speculating here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to think through it logically. But right? God would still have a mechanism for do doing it. that. Exactly. Like, right. Precisely. Because if he's the creator of all things, then then that's nothing for him to do. And he can override out. physical laws as well, right? Yeah. But just because we can't do it yet doesn't mean it can't be done. Right. Yeah, well, and that brings up time travel too. Well, before we get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, just saying like Before we go down the, the real rabbit hole before we come back, let me answer the question that you're asking, Mike, um, about like, okay, 
let's say there is another planet, other people that are that God did create. Yeah. The Bible also has plenty of room for that because it says God created the heavens and the earth. The heavens there were not just spiritual realm heavens, but it also talked about the stars and the planets right. and everything. Right. So therefore, it would not be against Scripture to say that if God did create another planet that had that, it says he created it to be so, right? right? Yeah. Um, I believe that it would be more spiritual realm stuff if that showed up. But if, let's just say for argument's sake, if another creature like us showed up and they had a planet like ours somewhere else, it still doesn't discredit God as creator and a need for a savior and all right. the things that the Bible tells us. Because it just says it tells us in in uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, everything we need to know for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. That's what the Bible claims to do. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't claim to tell us everything about the universe and everything about everything. No, yeah. it's not. And it's not a scientific book either. It, right. It, it doesn't, science, as we understand it, wasn't even around right. when the book was being written. This, Which doesn't mean that right. like we're more intelligent, by the way. No. <laughs> but this book to, claims to be the story of God, of creation to the end, to tell us what we need to know to know him and follow him and be in his kingdom. That's yeah. what this book claims to do. What I love that idea is that it, what people probably don't like about it, but what I do like about it is it takes the focus off of the individual. We're such an individualized culture. Exactly. We don't like these things that m make right. it bigger. We like the story of yeah. of salvation to be about us. We need to let God be us. God. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's he's like, well, God. we're not the center of the story. Right. No, you're just not. like with Job. You never were. When all that stuff happened to Job, like God shows up and says, all right, you you put glory and you know, adorn yourself with splendor. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. I, I'm God. <laughs> like, right. don't question me. I'm God. You're not. Yeah. Right? You know You know what just popped into my head kind of as I'm thinking about the military thing that I was talking about and what you guys are talking about too is anytime you start going down the mm -hmm. rabbit hole of UFOs, the one thing, and I, and I used to do this a lot more when I was younger before I became a Christian, the one thing that always popped up was the Nazis. Like, mm -hmm. every time I was looking for UFOs, Nazis would always pop up, mm -hmm. right? And where I'm going with this is that the Nazis were fairly well known to be practicing in the occult. Mm -hmm. So they were tapping into this spiritual side of things, right? Mm -hmm. And they're trying to harness that power and use it here on earth. And so again, I just bring that up because if the Nazis were doing it, what's to say some other governments aren't doing it? Or, you know, right? if, if That's people- That's true, we know they're godless, yeah. so. Well, exactly, but they don't, that doesn't mean that they don't think those things exist. They just don't bow in obedience to the creator. Right. You see what I'm saying? They bow in yeah. obedience to the yeah. other God, lowercase g, right, Satan. The yeah. other spiritual being, I yeah. should say, because he's not a god, and they worship that, and that's what the Bible tells us, you yeah. know. And and Chad, I love how you brought that categorical distinction up between yeah. the uncreated one, who yeah. is God Almighty, and everything else <laughs> which exactly. is created. Exactly. But yes, I mean, we'll, again, we'll take the Old Testament, going along this government kind of track that I'm going along here. In the highest places of government in Israel, mm -hmm. there was worship of false deities, right? Mm -hmm. Of demons. Right. They were sacrificing children to Molech. They were having sex with one another in worship to the god Ashtaroth. This was happening in Solomon's kingdom, right? Yeah. Has that stopped all of a sudden? Is man on Are an upward better? moral trajectory? No. No. We're depraved not. and debauched. And we saw the ability for other nations to have some sort of spiritual powers. Look at Pharaoh. He had his magicians who right. could do the similar things that Moses could do with the staff. Right. We see seers. We see Saul and Samuel, First uh, Samuel, go to a seer to raise Samuel back and talk to Like, right. I mean, this stuff was happening in other governments or other, like you said, other places that worshipped other false deities or... Yeah false gods that were but were spiritual beings right had some sort of spiritual powers that were evil that were against the god of of the bible yahweh right. the one we should be following yeah but we we need to understand like you're saying you make a great point that's that stuff still happens yeah. there's a documentary about the son of sam that's out right now the the serial killer from new york mm. And a lot of stuff that was happening there, the, the government tried to cover up real quick because they were he was big in satanic cults and mm. different like there was there was stuff evil mm. stuff happening there. Yeah, in this serial killer, like what was going on? Yeah, in all this stuff. So yeah. we 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 try to over psychologize and over rationalize things yeah. and pretend like it doesn't happen. And yeah. now we're shocked 
that there could be something outside of this world. Right. Like you said, the Bible has a lot to say about that stuff. Yeah. Well, let me tell you guys what it really is. Okay. You ready? <laughs> no, I'm ready. So, All right, here, where are we going? Before the flood. Yeah. Like, let's just go ahead and say it. The technology of the world was way more advanced than it is even now to this day. I'm right. talking. We had electricity. We had other forms of energy that we don't even know about. about fl- the Katrina flood? Or are you talking about the yeah, flood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Help us understand. Before the worldwide flood of Noah. Okay. How do we know we had electricity and stuff? Because it's the moderns <laughs> of the ancient world that are unexplainable, things like Stonehenge, things like the pyramids. Mm-hmm. These right. things speak to ancient cultures yeah. that knew more about building than we did. Well, look at Tesla, Nikola Tesla, right? He said, I want to make electricity free for the nation because you can draw it out of the ground. Yeah, it's yeah. just gonna put. I'm, I'm just and it's doable, but you know, we don't know how to do it. And, and once again, well, we, we do know how, but the government won't let us because there's too much money well, involved. And before right? the flood, Skip we the also see <laughs> these spiritual beings coming down, like we yeah. talked about earlier. Having, well, just think about the babies. There's pre-flood environment. There's, there's so some stuff going on. We had dinosaurs. We had lizards that were the size of houses. Yeah. Right. How does a lizard that big live? Well, the whole environment was different. It yeah. never rained before the flood. Like yeah, the water, it was. It, yeah. So it's we nice. had. Yeah, that's true. The whole the whole Earth was most likely the same temperature. We had more oxygen in the air. People were smarter. They lived to be a thousand. This so already true. the biochemistry is different. That's true. Technologies technologies were passed down more efficiently because people aren't dying when they're forty and right. and retiring. And we do all that see information. more of a relation to the spiritual realm still there. Like you said, the we had the of, Nephilim. We had that, and yeah, we'll talk about that. We also have Enoch who. He just was a righteous dude that God just took. took. So we see more of a relation yeah. with the spiritual realm at that point. Keep so this going. is what happened. The flood came, wiped out all the technology. We had six people, mm-hmm. Noah and his three sons, really. So no, and, they were, and wives, obviously. Well, yeah, but, you know, they weren't building. They were cooking. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm in I'm trouble. i cut that out, I'm producer. in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, let's, Listen. Let's, let's cut that. Start over. <laughs> women don't build. You know what Start, I'm <laughs> Regardless. It's because they're hunter-gatherers, that's why. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So here's the deal. You got four people, maybe seven, that really knew, understood this technology, right? Mm-hmm. So it starts to die out. I mean, because Noah and them, they live a, a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. the effects of the flood, because before the flood, there was this hydrosphere over the earth is what yeah. I believe. Not everyone believes this. You don't have to believe this. I think it's pretty clear from Scripture that's what was going on. When that broke yeah. forth sun rays started coming in yeah. like that's what kills people sooner so there's like these actual biological processes that that make life last not as long right and technology is still remembered like these guys they mm-hmm. still remember it because it, they were like oh yeah we used to build pyramids like this and this is how we had electricity and then people were dying a lot sooner so that technology started to be forgotten and then and then Babel happens right and so now because well, yeah. Babel from, they try they try to get to God themselves right because they knew they they used to do that right they were they had these massive buildings it's not like they just had this idea mm-hmm, like right. it never been done before right so then God he disseminates everybody with all these different languages mm-hmm. and now technology is starting to be forgotten they're back in the stone age right mm-hmm. and so we could possibly still have civilizations that came up after the flood that went and they live under the ocean. <laughs> oh my gosh. And every go. once in a while they come up in their Tic Tacs and they like, you know, see what's going on with everybody, you know? And their Tic Tacs. <laughs> well, hey, I want to I want to so say what I think. What I heard a couple of things in there that have been uh that have been yeah. actually proven somewhat. So people living to a thousand years, right? People yeah. kind of roll their eyes. That's actually attested to outside of the Bible by a lot of uh, ancient historians. One of mm-hmm. those guys who quotes a lot of those ancient historians is Josephus, right? And if you're a Christian, you study the Bible, you know who Josephus is. But if you don't, uh, his you can get his complete work. It's called The Complete Works of Josephus. And you just read the first chapter and he talks about all of these other secular, we'll call them, right? Because they weren't Jews and they weren't Christians, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, historians talking about how the ancients lived for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And along your point, Josephus talks about how Abraham himself and the city and nation which he came from, Babylon, being uh, very, I'm trying to figure out the exact word he said, but he, something along the lines of very skilled in astrology, mm-hmm. right? So they, so I'm yeah. speaking to your point of technology. We yeah. kind of look at them like, we kind of, I say we meaning like today's culture, right? Right. We look at like the ancient world as, as like primitive, cavemen, right? right? Cavemen. And that's, we all, you know, secular society thinks that man's on an upward trajectory, morally, spiritually, technology-wise. Right, right, right. No, I think not. And there's there's plenty of good evidence out there that would say everything you're saying as far as the technology being around, 
was actually there. Yeah. It just was, it was different. Well, it speaks to really like the catastrophic effects of the flood. Not just geological, we know that's huge. Right, and the flood right? is actually in all of the ancient religions. There's always a flood narrative in every right. ancient religion. Right, right, And so, yeah, the, the effects of the flood are just like, we don't even, we can't comprehend how big a deal this was. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, so. I mean, we can't even wrap our mind around the whole earth flooding. Yeah. And being just like, yeah, it, it, like it created the Grand Canyon in a matter of minutes. Some yeah. people believe. Yeah, because you know? the I mean, water is the most powerful force of nature. You know, mm -hmm. like you, you get enough water rushing no, through compound something. Compound interest, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not na natural, though. <laughs> hey, um, can we talk about Babel for a second? Because sure. I think it's pertinent to the conversation. Yeah, go ahead. You know, because uh, the ancients did have. I, I think there's plenty of re like evidence again out there that would show you that the ancients did have a different relationship with the spiritual realm mm -hmm. they really did i mean yeah. it's not that hard to see no and so you know we talked about this on our nehemiah project podcast a little bit but how mm -hmm. you know god created man to worship him right? Right, right and there's been these rebellions that have been occurring right both in the spiritual realm and in the physical yeah, realm. Yeah, because he created the spiritual realm, the angels and all them, to also worship him. And they were created before man. Right. Even though they don't show up in the seven-day creation story right. in Genesis, if you go to places like in Job, it talks about when God was creating mankind, the sons of God were basically cheering him on, and they were you know, just yeah. astonished at his creative capacity. Right. And so there's been a creation in the spiritual realm before, and then the physical realm came after. And both realms are in rebellion towards Yahweh, the mm -hmm. true God, right? right? And so in Babel, we see the third rebellion in the first 11 chapters of Genesis. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the first two was the garden. Yeah. And then Genesis 6, 1 through 4 with yeah. the, the sons of God coming down. Yeah. And then Babel, right? Man it, not spreading God's image around the earth, which was the divine mandate right. in Gen Genesis 1. But trying, not doing that. But, but trying, trying to get back to God. To come together and get back to God. And so God, like Josh said, in judgment, mm -hmm. first of all, changes all their languages. And then he scatters them, yeah. right? And if you look at Deuteronomy 32, which is commonly known as the Deuteronomy 32 worldview, when God scattered the, the people around the world, it says that he disinherited them and gave them over to the worship of other gods. Mm -hmm. So that's pertinent, I think, to our conversation is because the worship of other gods is a judgment of God. It's the wrath of abandonment, right? right. And in Deuter I can read it. Mm -hmm. I can read Deuteronomy 32 where it, where it basically gets to this point. Yeah, go ahead. Now, Deuteronomy 32, just quick context. Moses is speaking this to the second generation of Israelites right before they're about to come into the land of Canaan. And what he says is he kind of gives a history of the Israelite people up until this point. But he starts it off with this. Listen to this. Deuteronomy 32, 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you. Your elders and they will tell you. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance when he divided mankind. He fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. The sons of God, if you look anywhere mm -hmm. else in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. is talking about spiritual beings. Right. But Yahweh's portion is his people, Jacob. Mm -hmm. Okay. Israel. So and then the promised it, land, the new Eden, is what we know now as Jerusalem. Yes. So what my point is in saying this is I'm going to connect it to, to a lot of things we've been talking about, mm -hmm. is God did this in judgment at the third rebellion in the first 11 chapters of Genesis, right? Eden, Genesis 6, Tower of Babel. Third rebellion, boom, scatters them all over the world, gives them over to worshiping the other gods of the other nations. Right. They worship these gods in very, very disgusting ways, like child sacrifice, mm -hmm. like orgies, etc., that we still see today. Also self-serving ways, right? Oh, I'm going to worship the god Astaroth, have a child from that sexual relation that I had to in that worship. Oh, I can worship this god by killing that child, right? Also self-serving. So the theology of sin and all that stuff is perfectly mm -hmm. coherent with all this. It's perfectly right. coherent with all this. We now know a lot of that is abortion. When it also brings it. into light the the Great Commission. Yes. So we are, we are charged with bringing this gospel to all nations. What's the biggest barrier for that? languages right like we now have all these different languages we have we don't even have a bible for all these languages we mm -hmm. have to learn them like it takes 15 years to reach an unreached people group right mm -hmm. but the end will not come until we reach all of these different yes. languages and that's the barrier so yeah. my point now and i have to speculate a little bit but mm -hmm. but i've kind of been making this point the whole time is if god gave all the nations over to the worships of worship of evil spiritual beings mm -hmm. we've seen evidence that 
levels of the uh, highest levels of government all throughout the rest of the uh, uh, all throughout time rather mm-hmm. have been in relationship through worshiping these other gods right they've been in relationships with these gods through worshiping i already talked about israel when david and solomon were there people were worshiping other gods i've talked about the nazis how they were in the occult it's highly unlikely that that stuff is still not happening in the other nations of the world. Just think of the pantheon of India and think of all of these uh, religions around the world where they're worshiping these other gods. Look mm-hmm. at whatever shenanigans happened with Epstein's Island. Like, right, exactly. And all the people oh, implicated goodness, with yeah. that. Right. Like, and think about the right. pedophilia going on there, That's, the child yeah. sacrifice, the worship of Satan. All that stuff is still happening. Oh, yeah. And now I think... I'm going deep, people. Well, I think I'm trying to make... I'm <laughs> well, trying to connect all this. No, yeah. sure. We have a spillover. We have a spillover, right? And it's people are starting to go, I've seen something like that too. I've seen something like that too. I had that experience as well. We need answers, right? And so right. the governments are finally just, I think that they are bringing these spaceship spacecrafts up to get people's eyes off of the underlying spiritual things that are happening. I agree. That's what, that's, that is my uh, theology of this whole thing, if you want because to Because those that. worship of those other spiritual beings, like you said, are even mainstream. We have the egregiousness of Epstein Island, but we have abortion happening every single day. We have sex trafficking happening every single day. Yeah. We have pornography happening every single day. We, ha- we can just go down a list. And those yeah. things are generally accepted and are worshiped at the same altars of the yeah. same gods. Right. Because what is... We worship the god of sex, right? The same right, way. Right. And then what what do we do to sacrifice for self-serving reasons? Abortion. abortion hey, this, yeah. here's an easy way to get rid of the problem. That's the god Molech. Right. Same thing. Um, I was going to say to that, so it, it makes sense that the government would try to cover up the spiritual with aliens because we can scientifically through, you know, talking about earlier, like the law of big numbers. Right, right, right. Like we can scientifically explain it aliens but we can't explain demons and i think the deceiver knows if these people know about the spiritual realm that's going to push them to god like the yeah. fear of of dark mm-hmm. spirits how many people do you know who saw those shadow people were pushed to christ because they're like i need man i need something true i'm discipling yeah. a guy right now who who is self-proclaimed used to worship satan straight up and mm-hmm. now he's a, he's a believer of jesus christ mm-hmm. so when we talk about these things he's like oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he understands what we're what we're talking when about. you've heard oh, yeah. us talk about it all the time here at the field or we've said on this podcast the gospel thrives in reality nothing gets more real than when you understand and see the right. spiritual world and all of a sudden now there's a reality of a spiritual war happening i want to be on the right side of yeah. that war you know what and I, mean? I think just to what you said about the government's they don't want people to acknowledge the existence of satan because then that brings up the well if he's real and he's mm-hmm. talked about in the scriptures, then this other God, right, in right. their eyes, must be. I mean, you can't have one without the other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so now let me logically look at which one's better. Oh. <laughs> the, bless the Lord bless you. you. Yeah, Sorry. the Lord, because <laughs> yeah. I'm not the Lord. So. That's right. Lord bless you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what was I saying? I'm allergic to these discussions. I Silly think. discussions. <laughs> You're talking about logically put it all together. Yeah, like now people can decide, okay, do I want this Right. This God of darkness or the God of light? Well, right. you know, our culture are all about love and tolerance and mm-hmm. what's true. So they're probably going to pick the right God. Dude, this just popped back up into my head. But along the lines of what I've been talking about is that at CERN, they have a big, massive statue of Shiva, which is the God of destruction in the uh, Indian pantheon. Mm. And uh, why would that be there? If it's a, it's a transnational, transgovernmental organization, meaning lots of governments from all around the world, are, including the United States, our taxpayer dollars mm-hmm. are going to fund this. Why do they have a god of Sh- the statue of the god of Shiva there, the yeah. god of destruction? You mm. see, like there's this spillover effect. I think that's happening. Mm. You're starting to mess with the underlying atomic structure of right. the universe at the at CERN. Well, they call what they're trying to do the god particle, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. it's like they're already like, oh, you guys believe in God? We're going to undermine God. We're going to create God right now. Yeah. It's like why? Didn't, if you're so scientific, you know, and so like, you know, uh, uh, whatever. Like, yeah, it just. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You know, at one point, science <coughs> used to used to rest in the the reality of a creator. Oh, for sure. You know, because the evidence yeah. actually will point you there. Yeah, but like all the what science is built on was all like uh, I'm trying to think Copernicus, like those guys in like the 16th, 15th century. Mm-hmm. Like these guys all began from a creation worldview. Yeah, you know, and they started the scientific revolution, and then now yeah. we're like. It, we're just like, oh, we're here now. We don't need, we don't need all that. Yeah. You know, they got right. us here, but we're gonna. Yeah. Uh, let's begin to um, enter into some practical help 
yeah. as we've explored all these different things, let's land this in some really uh, solid practical help for those who are like, okay, I've struggled with this. I've, I've seen all this. I, I'm tracking. What do I do? Well, I think Paul uh, gives us the answer in Ephesians 6. So I'll just read this, and then we can discuss, uh, flesh it out more. Because Paul talks about this spiritual battle in the spiritual realm. In Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, when he's talking about the whole armor of God, he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. Hmm. I mean, Paul's talking about it right there. Yeah, it's right there. Against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And we've been discussing all these different things going on in our government. Like Paul is how saying, many, this is what's going to happen. How many times have like people read that and just sort of totally had like cognitive dissonance, just like toss it out? You know? Right. Like, you oh, yeah, really dealt with that's that. this uh, weird thing like out there. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. This is a very real present thing. Paul's right. not saying this as a hypothetical. He's saying this is what's happening. Right. And then here's what he tells us. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. So what's that armor? He says that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints, so praying for each other. Mm-hmm. And also for me, that the words may be given to me <clears throat> in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, and that I may declare it boldly as it ought, I ought to speak. Mm-hmm. So right here, Paul very real lays out the schemes of the devil, cosmic forces, spiritual warfare, and then he gives us instruction. This is how we as Christians should battle this and protect ourselves and protect others. Put on the belt of truth, right? Yeah. He talks about the Word of God a couple of times. He talks about the belt of truth. That belt, when he talks about this armor in this day, the readers would understand. Everyone wore cloaks and robes and all these kind of things. But when you went to war, you girded your loins, meaning you took up all this extra cloth Mm -hmm. and tucked it into the belt so your legs could be free so you could run and fight. Right. (laughs) You know? So he's saying preparing it with the truth, with reading of God's word. When he talks about the sword of the spirit, the other, the only offensive weapon that we have is the spirit, the word of truth, right? But when he talks about protecting our minds, he talks about the helmet of salvation, right? The shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, all these things that come to us in the gospel. And our battle cry is the shoes ready for the gospel. Like we are to take the gospel throughout the whole earth, it's reminding us of our call that God gave in the beginning to take his glory, to spread his image throughout the entire earth. Yeah. Right? And so there's a battle cry for us as Christians. So just as we kind of ended up here, kind of dialogue a little bit on what does that look like practically for us to to do the call of Ephesians 6? I mean, so... One of the major questions I, guess, I think we could probably start with is, okay, mm-hmm. if aliens are real, what does that mean about my faith, right? That's kind of yeah. what the main question has been, For right? Sure. It changes nothing. It's <laughs> a short answer. <laughs> right. It changes absolutely nothing at all because, like Chad said, there's mm-hmm. two categories that we have to think through. All created creatures, mm-hmm. spiritual and physical, that's one category. And then there's a category where only one entity exists, and that is Yahweh. That is God. He is uncreated, right? Yeah. Okay, so... I think that's just a good foundational way to think through these things. Okay, if we have another created being, that doesn't disprove the reality of Mm -hmm. the uncreated one, right? Cool. That's just insane, but it's not going to change my faith or my my accountability to God for my sin, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's still, all these things still exist. Like the Bible's doctrine doesn't go out the window just because now we see something we've never seen before. Right. It doesn't. So what does that change about our life if that happens? Or how should we think through it? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Nothing changes in terms of my responsibility to God for the gifts that he's given me and Mm -hmm. the utilizing of those gifts for his glory. Right. But in that statement, you're assuming a few things. What is it? One, that someone reads and understands their Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're absolutely right. For the Christian, what should be normal for you Mm -hmm. 
is reading, understanding, growing in the knowledge and truth of the word and trusting it, having faith in it, right? If you do that, you're strengthening that, and it and these circumstances changes nothing about your belief in God because the Bible's really clear mm-hmm. on all that stuff. Um, so just some practical things is if you're like, man, I'm really concerned about my faith in this, well, this is probably pointing out something about your faith, meaning you probably aren't strong in it. So my first advice is, Begin to read your Bible and really study it. Like, this should drive you to want yes. to know God. Yes. First and foremost. Um, those who really understand the Word and, and trust it are not going to be shaken by things like this, mm-hmm. right? Just like we won't be shaken by persecution or anything else, Yeah. right? It'll be hard to go through, but it's not going to change our faith if we know God in His Word, right? Yeah, like, I'm going to, like, if aliens come and start to destroy our world, like, I'm going to cry out to God. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's who I'm crying out to, for sure. Well, that brings up, um, me and Arden were talking about this last night, or no, this morning, he called me, and he kind of pointed out, it's like, you know, there is, like, a great deception that is coming that will, like, Mm -hmm. the whole world will be united against it. Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians, and also Revelation points to it, Satan is the deceiver of the whole world. Right. And so there's this picture that plays out when you start reading these texts that, like, the whole world's going to be united against or with someone. Like, there's no way. There's no way that could happen because, look, our our country can't even get behind how to handle a little (laughs) virus or racism. You know, we're Mm -hmm. all divided in 17 different categories. But if an alien showed up... (laughs) <laughs> right, you ever seen Mars Attacks? <laughs> right. Or Will Smith, like Independence Day? All the sudden, whole world's together. And yeah. so it would make sense, and this isn't a good thing. This is right. not the biblical unity that we're taught about. This is a deception, mm. you know? And so we have to be prepared for something like this in our faith to stand against it and to know when it is deception. Right. You know? Yeah, and what is, you know, when Jesus talks ab- uh, about the end in the Olivet Discourse, right? He mm-hmm. says, the ab- when you see the abomination that causes desolation, like run to the hills, right? But he also talks about how around that time, the great- Can't de- wait to run to the hills. The, the great deception will be occurring. And he says something to the extent that this deception uh, would even deceive, if possible, the elect. The elect yeah. Right, mm-hmm. if possible, the elect. So right. it's a very strong deception. Right, yes. and, and then, it's in Second Thessalonians and all the other. Which, like, just like, about. and it's it, only possible if you're not versed in the scripture. Word of God and in yeah, Scripture. Truth. Right, right, yeah. So practical things, right? Right, like you said, get to know God through right. His Word. Study the Old Testament. Really, yeah. really study the Old Testament by concordance, mm-hmm. right? Which is going to give you the Hebrew dictionary, basically. Right. Learn good, this stuff. Get you a good study Bible. MacArthur yeah. study Bible is a great one. Some of the stuff we talked about came from MacArthur's book doc- on doctrine about the deceptions and stuff. Great resources there. Be in a healthy church with pastors who can guide you. Let's right. start there. Right. <laughs> Where you worship weekly and then you can actually talk through these questions, yeah. right? We're able to all sit here because we all are healthy Christians who love the Word of God but are always being equipped and encouraging one another. And so yeah. we can have this discussion without worrying about any of us running off and yeah. believing in something else. Yeah, and yeah. then take the Bible serious. Like when yeah. Peter warns us about um, about people that will scoff in the last days, you know, when Thess- when um, Paul warns us in Second Thessalonians, like take these warnings serious mm-hmm. and really like, figure out what they mean to you and how you can be prepared when when it does come. Yeah, and that's also just added, you know, be highly skeptical of what you see on television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be highly skeptical. Please of don't believe in, anything the government tells you at face value. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> I mean, take it and then do some research. Right. And, yeah. Um, you know, there's, that, there's always that um, tendency for human beings to live by what they see and not by faith. Mm-hmm. You know, and so oh, I see it on TV, and you know, you know, Joe Biden or whoever's president when it, this stuff all drops, right? Oh, he's saying it, or or you know, hey, they're they're flawed human beings, right? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all we're all in desperate need of salvation. Right. right. That's the end goal here. That's the end of the thing. Yeah, exactly. It's called life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. This yeah. has been awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me on. And pray anytime. Pray your guts out for each other, right? Mm-hmm. There is going to come a day. We know, Scripture tells us in Revelation, where this is all going to come to to a head. And so we're trying to take, and we're trying to be faithful Christians, taking the, the gospel to the ends of the earth. So another thing is learn how to and be sharing the gospel with people. Yeah. Care about the nations, care about unreached people groups, care about that stuff. And pray. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Pray for Christians around the world. Pray for people not to be deceived. Pray for 
right? Like, yeah, pray for everything. We need to be doing this. <laughs> pray I mean, for everything. Just walk down, <laughs> just yeah. walk down through Ephesians six ten through twenty, and just start doing this, and and you will be strengthened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, good stuff, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, this All was right. this was fun. Cool. We'll Maybe see we'll, what, we'll do it again after we'll June 1st. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say. We may be premature on this, but yeah. we'll see. Hey, Bigfoot next? No, I'm just kidding. Bigfoot died, dude. <laughs> what other, Bigfoot lives Bigfoot. in my backyard, bro. Yeah, what other no, I know everybody wants to know more about these ancient technologies, so we'll definitely hit up a couple <laughs> episodes on that. We'll do a whole series on yeah. ancient technology. We're definitely the place you want to come to for your yeah. expertise. Is this going to slowly turn into like the rabbit hole podcast? That's right. Josh Miller. <laughs> we're going to change We're going to change the name. Yeah. You're all laughing, but like, I feel like you know, in The Lion King, when Puma's laying on his back and he knows what the stars are, but everybody laughs at him. Yeah. See, That's how you feel? Yeah. You remind me of Puma. <laughs> <laughs> oh all right. all right guys thanks for listening later later bye thank you for listening to the change up podcast this podcast is made possible by the field church in mandeville Louisiana. If you don't have a home church, please come check us out. We have service times at 845 and 1045 on Sundays, and you can find more information at thefieldnola.com. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please share it with a friend or family member and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other people just like you find us.